Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hunt, the Friday, March 4th edition of the program, coming to you from Houston, Texas. Great town. I'm having a lot of fun here. Much to discuss today on the news front. We have the libs now acting like, oh, why are you so mean to us over mask stuff? Because after two years of their mania, finally people are pushing back and realizing how insane all of this was, including Governor Ron DeSantis, who's saying, look, you don't need to wear masks out there. You need to stop the madness, which is absolutely true. We're going to dive into that together. Plus, in the Ukraine situation, some really bad analysis floating all over the place, uh, especially from former CIA director Brennan. Uh, the things that are being said right now about this conflict from a lot of people that are supposed to be experts, I think, are not helpful. I think they are not uh helping people understand the realities and dynamics of this conflict. So I will dive into all of that with you here on this Friday edition of the program. Tax season can be taxing on your identity because all your personal information is in one place, getting emailed, shared, and possibly exposed to identity thieves. Tax forms can be like one-stop shops for identity thieves, which means it can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. Protection against identity theft is easier with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock by Norton helps monitor your info and alerts you to potential identity threats. And if you do become a victim, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it during tax season and beyond. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But you can make sure your identity theft protection starts here. Join LifeLock today and save up to 25% off your first year by going to LifeLock.com buck. That's LifeLock.com buck for 25% off lifelock.com slash buck. All right, let's get into the the controversy that was the only thing in the last couple of days that I think, and it's not even a controversy, but the libs freak out about it. When DeSantis told some, I think they were high school kids, you don't have to wear a mask, it doesn't do anything. He's right. It's called reality, folks. We should all live in it now. We should all see people walking around with a mask on outside. You know, if you saw somebody walking around with, you know, rubber boots and a raincoat on, on a on an 80 degree sunny day without a cloud in the sky would you say well i guess they just want to be prepared no you'd say are you okay something wrong with you like what are you doing that's not that's not appropriate to wear today now i'm not saying that unlike the crazy mask libs you should lock somebody up because they won't wear a trench coat or whatever on a on a sunny hot day um, because that's what they were doing to us. Mask up, double mask, wear all your masks all the time. It was insane, as you know. Does anyone think, not a single person listening to this right now, and there's a lot of you, uh, not a single one of you is is thinking about this and going, yeah, you know, but that time when they reinstituted the mask mandate and the cases went down so much and it was clear that it really worked, like, that was amazing. No, that never, ever happened. It did not happen. And I think that's why Ron DeSantis is walking around pointing out, no, it's not enough to allow people to just live in their fantasy land because they were wrong. It's not enough for children. In New York City, because kids under five can't get the, aren't able to get the vaccine, they don't need the vaccine. Full stop. Don't need it. Don't need it. The data, the CDC's own data shows us they don't need it. But because they're not allowed to get the vaccine yet because of the rules, they are still your four-year-old is still supposed to mask up in daycare or whatever. Still supposed to mask up. Someone explain this one to me. 
But they can't, of course. I tweeted at Pete Buttigieg yesterday, the transportation secretary, why are we masking up on planes? That's less, think about this, less than 1% of your life, and and including all the different bars and restaurants and crowded spaces you're going to go to, but on a plane where the air is actually filtered to filter out viruses, believe it or not. They have HEPA filters on planes. On a plane, you have to mask up. Why? Because they say so. Because they say so. I, I say no. We are not done with this fight. Don't let them get away with this. They want to make it, a, oh, we're transitioning and, you know, yada. No. Wrong. Wrong. Here is Governor DeSantis saying that young people need to be. Because remember, young people were brainwashed during all of this. And adults insisted. If, if you were a 12-year-old kid and all the adults around you in Los Angeles, New York City, Chicago, you know, pick a, a big Democrat run city anywhere in the country. They're all saying, you have to mask up. If you don't mask up, it's dangerous. I mean, you probably believe them, right? You'd probably believe them. Probably. And that's what's going on here. Play clip 12, because this is DeSantis saying, we need to tell young people, stop wearing masks. It's crazy. Well, Tucker, none of the adults were wearing masks, and it seemed to me that someone told those kids they had to do it. So I just wanted to make it very clear, they do not need to be doing it. Obviously, in Florida, it's a free state. You can do it. But I think it's also important to point out that there's no reason to do it uh, for for young and healthy kids, especially And in the state of Florida. We never had a mask mandate, of course, but our guidance from our health department is not to wear these cloth masks. And I think it needs to be said because people have been lied to for two years. And so I was uh, I didn't want it to be thinking that like they were told to do this by me because I certainly wouldn't do that. He's totally correct here. He is absolutely right. And he has been all along. Look, Ron DeSantis is a hero of the pandemic, and there are very few of them. Very few of them in elected office. Very few people who had power were willing to use it to defend basic freedom, dignity, and sanity. DeSantis did a fantastic job. He really did. Joseph Latipo, his Surgeon General for the state of Florida, also Going off on this one. We need more of this, not less. We need more people to speak the truth now. The other side is in retreat because their lies have fallen apart. Speak the truth. It's important. They're going to do this again. You know, if you've listened to me now for the last two years, I I have been right on this stuff. I understand the mentality of the authoritarian apparatus. I get it. I know who they are. Here's the Florida Surgeon General saying, look, these masks aren't doing a damn thing. Play 13. So to the doctors who tell you that these things save lives, ask them, ask them, you know, what, what, did, the, what did the two randomized clinical trials that we've done during the pandemic, what did they show? Ask them that when they tell you that these things save lives. One found nothing zero benefit the other found a small benefit like a tiny benefit that's you know that's a little bit methodologically shaky and by the way none of them none of them found a benefit in young people not a single one found a benefit in young people that's the reality of the science of the data trust me if they could attack the methodology if they could attack the truth of those studies they would and you'd be hearing about it all the time but they can't because it's reality it's reality 
And I think everyone needs to understand that right now. And it, we, we cannot allow them to continue doing this because here in New York City, I mean, there are people who are suffering from an anxiety disorder that Fauci and the others played up and used. They exploited the mental illness of masses of people for power and control and prominence. That's what they did. You're a bunch of pro-mask. These people are saying, mask me up. We all need to be masked. I don't know what I can. How could I live without a mask on my face? I mean, really? These are adults. It's sad. These people are nuts. They're nuts. They need help. Not masks. Help. Here's a pro-mask demonstrator singing about reinstating masks. Play 15. Mask for loved ones. Mask for friends. It's not about you. Also not hard to do. Just because we're tired doesn't mean it's over. Mandate masks, that's our ass. Mask for seniors, masks for kids. It's not about you, also not like the flu. Just because we're tired doesn't mean it's over. Mandate masks, that's our ass. Mandate masks, that's our ass. They should all just, because they're sheep, go bah! Big crowd of sheep wandering around. Don't know what's going on, don't care, just want to be part of the herd, want to be safe and warm with the herd, doesn't mean a thing. The mask mandates failed. People that had to wear masks, people that went around yelling at other people to wear masks are not very smart. And I know that's embarrassing for them. I know that's a that's a that's a sore spot, right? Oh, but I thought I was so smart. I was listening to the science. You just no. No, this was an intelligence test, and millions and millions of libs failed it. They failed. And they think that by adhering to the belief system of the left, they're actually smarter than everybody else. Turns out, uh-uh, not so much. Not at all. All right, Russia, Ukraine is, this is going to be the biggest story, I think, uh, in the world for weeks to come, unfortunately, because I think this is going to get, as you know, a lot worse. I think most of the analysis you've heard in the early days of this conflict uh, is just wishful thinking or utter garbage. And we need to be very clear in our vision of what's going on here and and be very honest as we consider policies and ramifications of all this 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 is a high stake situation in ukraine not just for the region but for the whole world depending on how this goes so we need to be serious in how we think about this and we'll get into it in a moment i'm a real estate investor i was never a real estate investor before i never actually even bought a home for myself to live in the first ever home i bought was through done for you real estate these guys have a great system they have expertise in cities across the country, a handful of cities. They don't, they're not spread out everywhere. There's a handful of cities that they know really well. They know the markets, they know the neighborhoods, they know them down to the street corner. They work with real estate agents on the ground, help you find a great property that will rent quickly and get you nice cash flow month to month while you're paying down the mortgage. This is such a strong way for people to prepare for long-term financial security, for retirement. I bought multiple houses now with my friends at Done For Your Real Estate, guiding me through the whole process. And it's just, it's worked out phenomenally. I got to tell you, um, one of the states, I don't want to give too much away, or one of the states I've, I've bought a few houses in, the house values have risen already. And I, I've only been involved in this for a couple of years, so much. It's been great. Go to doneforyoubuck.com. You'll see how this works. That's doneforyoubuck.com. These are great people. They really understand this business, and they're so easy to work with and talk to doneforyoubuck.com. Again, that's doneforyoubuck.com. Go to that website, take you through it, and you could become a real estate investor and build 
real financial security for yourself going forward. Stable, intelligent real estate investing. Go for it. All right. John Brennan was a CIA director, which is remarkable because John Brennan seems to be a a lunatic. Um, he was the one who said that Trump, what Trump did was tantamount to treason with Russia collusion. There was no Russia collusion, but it was tantamount to treason. Do you remember that? It was outrageous, outrageous, the stuff that he was saying at the time. Um, but here he is trying to tell you that Putin... Don't worry, Putin's days are numbered. Play clip two. The truth is something that Mr. Putin terribly fears, and which is why he's going to try to choke off any type of flow of information about what actually is happening in Ukraine. But in this day of social media, in this day of text messages and emails and other types of things, I am certain that more and more of the accurate information is going to get into Russia. Putin and his henchmen that are around him, I think they believe that the only option they have is to continue with this ferocious intensity and trying to devastate Ukraine. This is only going to lead to, I think, Putin's unraveling. I do believe that Putin's days are numbered, maybe in the double digits. Putin's days are numbered. Well, first of all, all of our days are numbered. So that's a that's a, a statement in some sense of the obvious, right? No one lives forever. But what he's saying is double digits. I guess he'd say, well, is that 99 days or 10 days, right? That's that's one. That's a pretty big window. Um, Putin's days are numbered. I mean, this is the analysis you're hearing from people that want, it, that want you to believe that the international community and, and that the international institutions that exist are somehow going to be enough to stop the Russian war machine. And I wish that were true, by the way. I wish that were true. I think it is almost certainly not going to be the case. Um, You've had a lot of people that have been, I think, misleading the public on how well this will will go for the Ukrainian resistance. Uh, People have been thinking more and more about how if Putin decides to from the air, escalate dramatically the campaign that he is waging. There's very little the Ukrainians can really do about that, which is why you've also got people still calling for a no-fly zone. Um, you even had, which is which is madness, you had Lindsey Graham last night on uh, on TV, on Fox News, saying that somebody should step in and he's calling for the assassination of Vladimir Putin. That's what he said on TV, play eight. What's happened is that Putin looks at Biden, he sized him up, he thinks he can get away with it, and he's going to keep going and going and going, and nobody in the West is going to stop him. How does this end? Somebody in Russia has to step up to the plate. Is there Brutus in Russia? Is there a more successful Colonel Stauffenberg in the (laughs) Russian military? The only way this ends, my friend, is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. You would be doing your country a great service and the world a great service. Take this guy out. Now, you've got a sitting U.S. senator saying that, while then we're also hearing from the Biden administration well, diplomacy can fix this. Diplomacy is the way forward. Here's the Pentagon spokesman Kirby saying just that. Play six. They are hitting residential areas. They are causing civilian casualties and a lot of damage inside these cities. And there's there's no reason for it, uh, Nicole. There is a diplomatic path forward here if Mr. Putin would only choose that, de-escalate, uh, stop the fighting. There's no reason for this war. Uh, Ukraine was never an aggressor and never presented any kind of threat to Russians uh, and their national security. 
There is always the possibility of diplomacy and de-escalation. Does anyone think Putin's going to take that anytime soon? Does anyone believe that that's a likely situation here? Putin is likely to get his way in Ukraine, I think. That's my assessment. Um, Because he's willing to do incredible violence and cause unimaginable destruction to get there. And it's, it's a battle of wills at some level. We, we are not even willing to go after the energy sector in Russia to cut off the funding of the Russian war machine. So why is it going to stop? Putin understands this part of the world better than we do. Putin understands this neighborhood of Ukraine and the former Soviet Union much better than our policymakers and the the apparatus of decision making in our national security sphere. So I I think unfortunately this war is going to keep dragging on and it's going to get ugly. It's already ugly. It's going to get uglier the whole thing. It's going to be horrific and we need to understand that that's likely coming. That this thing ending in 2 days because of whether Lindsey Graham calling for someone to take out Putin or the diplomatic path very unlikely. And I think we should be psychologically prepared as as onlookers to this situation, because we are not involved directly in the fighting for that to happen. And there's going to be an emotional appeal. There's going to be a desire that a lot of folks have that we should do more. We have to be calculating in this. Otherwise, we'll find ourselves in the midst of a war in Europe with uh, nukes on both sides, which I'm quite certain is not something that would be in our interest. You've heard me say what's happening in our cities to police is a disgrace. Caught between hostile activists, those that fund them, rogue prosecutors, liberal media, and misguided political leaders. Progressive policies have resulted in wrongful charges, thus facing unimaginable pressure and financial burdens. The Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund at policedefense.org educates the public on the risks and threats associated with being an officer today. And they raise funds to support police financially burdened as a result of being wrongfully charged. They can't help without generous support from people like you. Go to policedefense.org. See what they're doing to support our heroic officers and their families. In an era of defund the police, learn about defending the police. Use the simulator. See the types of decisions police must make every day on the street. It's time to stand up for our men and women in blue. Please help today at policedefense.org. Again, that website is policedefense.org. So here is uh, the former, I think it's NATO Supreme Commander, James Stavridis on Putin. Play clip seven. This is within living memory. There are 80-year-olds, 90-year-olds who remember the campaigns of World War II. I think this is at the heart of why Europe is reacting in such a strong way, and it should be very positive for the United States to observe that. We ought to tap into that and continue again to get this out of the channel of Washington versus Moscow and get it into Moscow versus the world because Vladimir Putin, you are walking us back to the late 1930s. That is not a place you want to be. It's not a place the world wants to be. We need to continue to move that message with our European colleagues. It's not going to be Moscow versus the world, though. And we should all be very clear about that understanding. China, which has over a billion people, not going to turn on Moscow in a meaningful way. And if China doesn't turn on Moscow, how involved in this do you think India is going to get? 
how involved he, you know, when he says the world isn't interesting, he really means America and NATO. Well, yeah, that's already going on. The world against Moscow, the world, a lot of it just simply does not care enough about the conflict in Europe to do anything about it. Nothing meaningful. We have to be realistic about this, my friends. There's so much propaganda out there right now. There's so many people that are saying things meant to stir up emotion and bring about a certain outcome. I'll continue to try to do the most uh, the most honest, forthright, and sober-minded analysis possible of all of this, uh, because this conflict's going to be stretching on for quite some time. And uh, I want to do. I want to start doing some deep dives into specific aspects of this. Maybe next week. Tell me if you like this idea. Some of you listen to the podcast. Just send me a Facebook message, or uh, you can email me. Um, do you want me to do a deep dive into the Chechen conflicts? I was thinking about this on this podcast. So you know, a couple of twenty twenty minute or so podcasts on certain aspects of this. Uh, I think I think that might be an interesting way to go about this because the the day to day there's going to be a lot of bombing, a lot of fighting, and a lot of wrangling over diplomacy. But I think having a better foundational understanding of this would help everybody, including me, because I'll do all the research for it, and then I'll present it to you. So if you like that idea or listen to the podcast, uh, send me a, mace, a message, facebook.com slash Buck Sexton, or you can uh, shoot me an email, teambuck at iheartmedia.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. I hope I see some of you listening to this uh, at the Houston Rodeo tonight. I'll be at the Houston Rodeo. I'm really. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'll be at the Houston Rodeo tomorrow. Tonight I'll be at our... Um, Texas barbecue beer and bourbon blowout in in Houston. And then tomorrow night I'll be at the Houston Rodeo. It'll be a lot of fun. Thanks for listening, everybody. I always appreciate your time. Shields high.